And guys, welcome to another edition of Killinois with Bird and Cam. This is your boy Bird, and as always with me, Cam. How are we doing, Cam? I'm good. Where I'm at in St. Louis, it's 70 and sunny out, so I'm just outside right now hanging out with my dog, laying on the fucking blanket. It's great. <laughs> Nature's a beauty. Bob Ross would love this shit. It is 46 and rainy in my neck of the woods, Chirac. And, um, yeah, we're getting ready to open up a can of audio whoop-ass. Shout out to Stone Cold, and this is WrestleMania. Better work this time. Or, or we had some issues yesterday. Yes, we did. And, I mean, obviously, you know, technical issues are the hallmark of the Illinois with Bird and Cam. And we tried recording, like, three times, and in three times, it just... Psh, Terrible connection in St. Louis. It happens when you have the cartons there, but yeah. yeah, they were playing that yesterday too. So, or maybe I don't know. Yeah, I think they were. Mm. So yeah, we have a very loaded episode today. And before we start, uh, any feedback on last week? Oh, I hear my cat meowing. Oh, hi, Sophie. So funny. <laughs> she wants to come out. Outside. Uh, yeah, folks, um, she's, she's outside and she locked herself out. So, yeah, yeah, don't tell people that. I uh, slammed the door behind me before oh, I left. Yeah. So, good thing my cat's me and she must know I'm locked out here. <laughs> so, she's telling Dad. I thoroughly enjoyed last week. Um, there's just so many different, you know, thoughts on what happened. I mean, I think we all know that Lizzie Borden did it, but... It's just crazy that she got got away with it because yeah. of the way their lifestyle was. I mean, it kind of sort of is under the radar, sort of the same here. Like, if a celebrity did something like that, oh, you talk about the the like the um, whole college scandal with oh, Becky right. from Full House. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, not damn it, Becky, but like, come on. I mean, it has nothing to do with murder. Okay, I'm just rambling right now, but like. As long as you realize that. Yeah, I'm just rambling right now. She needs she needs to be in jail. We all knew she murdered someone. Mm-hmm. Two people. Right. And, and a special so. shout out again for Deb for uh, coming on the podcast. Again, she is a special friend of the program. Uh, yes, Deb, I love you. And thank you so much, and whenever you feel free to cop on again, we'll be more than glad to, to have you on board. So, But this week, um, man, and I think it's just really loaded, and this uh, particular incident happened not, not so long ago, about four or five years? Exactly, and like this is just like I originally like. It's just frustrating. It really frustrates me. Yeah, it just really and, frustrates me. And I remember this vividly, like a lot more than the previous cases that we've covered in the past, because I mean, you know, you're a college student, and you know we're in that time of our lives when we're trying to, we are figuring out the world, and we have relationship problems, and then this motherfucker comes aboard and it like really puts, it gives a lot of individual perspective to things, you know. It's almost we, like he needs to be entitled and that's what right. drives me crazy. Like, oh, I'm sorry, the people like, 
I'm sure the people you pursued weren't interested, but what about the people that you didn't pursue? Like, goddamn, like... Exactly, and it's just like... Like I said, it really brought... I remember when it happened, and it brought a renewed... Uh, again, a renewed perspective on how I looked at certain relationships, friendships, and, you know, whatever things didn't go my way, and it, it's just... Oh, boy... We are in the day and age now where you really can't take each day for granted because you have people out there that are just going to fucking shut up the place Yeah, because their feelings don't feel like they're recognized. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's just a blend of, you know, societal importance or the societal caste system and misogynistic I think I said that right I know I did and gun control and like all of these you know all these intersections and it's just it it it, it formulated to something really horrid to say the least and and we are talking about Elliot Roger this week um before we do that uh, can can you sh- hello Doug oh yeah he's just looking at this guy Oh man, I'm looking. I'm, look, I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking a little younger right now. He looks like the fucking Taco Bell Chihuahua. I he mean, is. Oh my god! Like when people ask me what he is, they're like, "Oh, is he Chihuahua?" I go, "Well, yeah, he's far too big to be a Chihuahua." And I go, "You know the Taco Bell dog? That's what he is." I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Oh wait, uh, wait, wait! Are you ready? Oh, we got to do disclaimer. He's a Chihuini. That's what a I ch- call the A Chihuini. A Chihuini. <laughs> Um, but that said, uh, can you hit the good folks with a disclaimer, my dear? Yes, hello, hello. Testing, testing, Bueller, hello everyone. Um, felt like changing up my entrance that time. Um, but anyways, we're here to, uh, just report, you know, facts and notes, um, and stories, uh, you know, if you guys feel offended or something doesn't sound right or, or even if you guys have, um more information behind this story we talk about let us know hit us up at illinois with burning cam um if there's something that's incorrect do what we uh, love to do and the information we get is from various sources such as you know news articles uh police reports even mm-hmm. online media reports yeah we actually do a lot of times which is crazy i find that most of these stories, we weirdly have connections. People we know, because it's in, oh, most of them were in Illinois. People but no, have we're still road tripping. Them. Yeah, I know, we're road tripping, I know, that's why I went on, I went on another uh, tangent. But yeah, we're tangent. in we're in Cali this time. So, so we're going to talk I about again. I not to be here, but we are. <laughs> we're going to talk about uh, the story of, we said it a few minutes ago, Elliot Rogers, who on May 23rd, 2014, went on a killing spree from the university, starting from the university of, of start from his apartment in Isla Vista, California, to the University of California, St. Barbara campus, and to the greater city of Isla Vista. And when it was said and done, six people were murdered and 14 others were seriously wounded. And... We're going to get into details of the attacks, but even more so, we're going to give a background to this as his life or his perceived failures are pretty much the motive that leads to these tragic events. And on the same day that Roger did his rampage, well, hell, 
in the midst of it, he sent his parents, uh, his psychiatrist, and a few other people a 141-page manifesto where he lays out his delusion state of hatred for women and society as a whole. And I thought, well, you know, in episodes past, we use what we can on the Internet and we use what we can from books and police reports. And, well, what better way to find research than from the whole brain of this depraved motherfucker himself? So... <laughs> And, and, and Cam, you always talked about another episode's past about, oh, what can we see what a murderer was thinking, you know, and get an insight in this in his brain and why they get pushed this proverbial edge. Exactly. And so I'm excited. This is what I'm super, super excited about this case. I'm hoping you um, go on a rant. This I, is just I, rant worthy. I, let me, like, we're doing our podcast in the morning and I just woke up, so I'm a little, like... You know, I'm still waking up. So, but I am. I, I hope I am because that's bullshit. But anyways, uh, before I start talking about what's bullshit, um, we'll, we'll actually be reading snippets of this manifesto. And to start with our opening paragraph, Roger, it really sets the tone of just how jaded his mental stability actually was. And he starts off pretty much stating humanity. All of my suffering on this world has been at the hands of humanity particularly women has made me realize just how br brutal and twisted humanity is as a species. All I ever wanted was to fit in and live a happy life amongst humanity, but I was an outcast and rejected forced to endure an existence of loneliness and significance all because the females of the human species were incapable of seeing the value in me. This is the story of how I Elliot Roger came to be. This is the story of my entire life. It is a dark story of sadness, anger, and hatred. It is a story of war against cruel injustice. In this magnificent story, I will disclose every single detail about my life, every single significant experience that I have pulled from my superior memory, as well as how these experiences have shaped my views of the world. This tragedy did not have to happen. I didn't want things to turn out this way, but humanity forced my hand, and story will explain why. My life didn't start out dark and twisted. It started out happy and blissful. I lived my life to the fullest in a world I thought was good and pure. I'm already about to freak out because how dare you blame everybody else on the way you feel? Why do you feel entitled mm -hmm. to blame a specific amount of people because you didn't get your way? Right. Oh, definitely. Yeah, hit it right on the nail. So, he talks about this happy and blissful uh, life that began on when he was born in London, England on July 24th, 1991. That date just sounds a little too close to home, does it, Cam? Uh, oh, my God. I was like, he's literally a year and two days older than me. That's fucking terrifying. Mm -hmm. But he's technically a Leo, so all of you... Uh, you know, Capri Sun bitches out there oh, that you. <laughs> I'm a Leo Capri too. Sun bitches out there. Um, he's a Leo, not a Cancer. Well, technically, even though I'm right on the line. Line. Uh -huh. Um. Well, he was Leo's. What? No, no, no. You go because I was going to oh, stop you because you're, you're just bashing Leos and you forget that I am a Leo, so you... I'm, a Le I'm technically a Leo, no, you're, too, you're a cancer. because I was born... You're a cancer. Okay, I'll... Shut up, shut up, hold on, hold on. Let me finish, let me finish. <laughs> Most Leos, especially Birdman, um, think they're hot shit. 
Well, I know it. <laughs> I mean, so am I, but damn, guys, you need to calm that down. Turn it down. Turn it down. Okay, you can go. All right. So, when he was five years old, Rogers moved into the United States with his family, eventually settling in Los Angeles. His father, Peter Rogers, was an English filmmaker, and his mother was Lee Chen Rogers, who was of mixed Malaysian-Chinese descent. So, Rogers, in his manifesto, documents that his early life was relatively carefree for the most part, but... A crucial event happens when he turned seven with the divorce of his parents. And I mean, for any kid to have to experience that at such an early age, uh, that's just not an enviable spot. In my defense, I think that's around the same time my parents divorced. So, mm-hmm. so come at me, dude. <laughs> so his father remarries uh, to Samaya Ackerborn, a Moroccan actress, and they had a son together. And she would have a very contentious relationship with her stepson to the point that when he was planning his rampage, he seriously contemplated murdering his stepmother. But back to his childhood, further cracks to his psyche would develop. Roger had stated that from the age of nine, he realized that he was the shortest kid in his class. And from personal experience, it it seems like I'll be saying this a lot, like I can relate to a degree, and from that he feels this sense of inferiority when he describes it, and it matriculates to a grander scheme of a social caste system. He wrote that, I realized that there were hierarchies, that some people were better than others, and of course I was subconsciously aware of this in the past, but it was at this time of my life at nine years old that I started to give it a thought and importance. I started to see at school, at school there were always the cool kids who seemed to be more admirable than everyone else. The way they looked, dressed, and acted made them cooler. Okay, first off, if you're so worried about what other people think about you, there's, there is, you know, you have to look into yourself because mm-hmm. if you keep staying worried about what other people think about you, you are going to go insane. Right. Yeah, and I mean, it's one of those things, I guess, from the, from being short, and I remember, I, of course, I am not the tallest motherfucker in, in, in the world by any stretch of the imagination, and I mean, you know, when I was around that time, that got to me, you know, being short and shit. So I, I can I can see from that standpoint, and I can also see from well, it, it's like a social caste system. But at the same time, you know, I was able to still formulate friendships and formulate relationships from people from who I saw was from okay, this is who would be deemed popular. This would be the same middle or lame or whatever. Yeah. Like it was always, you know. Just a dialogue. Yeah, and I guess, like, in middle school, high school, I didn't think we really had a popularity group, but, like, middle school and elementary school, there were people that you thought were cooler and stuff, but by the time I hit high school, I was like, whatever. (laughs) Whatever. I don't care. And, like, yeah, so. But I do agree, growing up, though, you do have to deal with that. People get made fun of for being four eyes, for you know, looking a certain way, and that's because kids are cruel, and I do agree that it does take a toll on people, um, but that's just, it just blows my mind how his mindset is, because there's so many people like this today that, like, go through these things that, where did he miss that step? Mm-hmm. So, but anyways, back to the story. Around this time, um, 
Roger actually started seeing a therapist. And according to a family lawyer, years later, Roger actually, quote unquote, received psychiatric treatment. He was never actually formally diagnosed with the mental illness. Uh, nevertheless, Roger was prescribed an antipsychotic medication, which was used to treat schizophrenia and a bipolar disorder. So you, if you didn't have anything wrong with you, you wouldn't be prescribed medication like right. that. Um, um, doctors just don't do that. But mm-hmm. anyway, according to Roger's mother, he was diagnosed with Asper, or Asper, <laughs> Asper, Asper. Uh, Asperger's syndrome. Um, but a formal medical diagnosis of this disorder wasn't exactly made. And he was just pretty much diagnosed with a pervasive development disorder. And it wasn't really specified in now today, nowadays, it's kind of uh, specified on, you know, the autistic spectrum, mm-hmm. um, which was really started coming into action in uh, 2007. Mm. Yeah, and I guess it kind of makes you wonder with the hindsight 2020, you know, and again, it's a really young age to, to, you know, start taking meds, at least for me, because I didn't, you know, with my own issues with, you know, mental illness, I didn't start, you know, taking meds until what, I was 24, 25. So, oh, see, I, I started mean, taking mine in high school. Wow. Yeah, and like, and it was weird too because, like, I guess that's how it was my whole life. Like, mm-hmm. they, they they explained to me like people are like glasses, but they have holes in them. So when you pour water in it, it never fills up. Like, fills up. I don't have any holes in my glass, so it fills up and I just explode and things like that. And uh, so I've always, I guess, been like that. Mm-hmm. And so they kind of were able to make the connection and stuff pretty quickly. So right. So, Rogers attended Crespi Carmelette High School, an all-boys Catholic school in Sino in Los Angeles. And he writes really significant about this time. And he said that he was increasingly bullied and wrote that he cried by himself at school every day. And around this time, he also started an obsession with the multiplayer game World of Warcraft, with the game dominating his life for a majority of his teenage years and briefly during his 20s. And, uh, I guess, you know, again, the reason I bring that up is like, it's, 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 you know, really with video games, it's a lot of, you know, escapism, you know, mm-hmm. at least for me. And being bullied in the high school right. does take a toll on people, especially nowadays with all the stories of people committing suicide and all the recent sh- school shootings because these kids were bullied and it's not, it's not a good thing, mm-hmm. but yeah, it it, it goes either the or. You can't go. I mean, you can't go like here. Uh, me like I can find something in like hey Madden or or a basketball game. Yeah. But then there's another guy. There's another sense where okay, you can go Harrison Klebold and it just goes to just a total disaster. But yeah, yeah. You're, you're you're exactly right in that slippery slope that video games, particularly violent video games, how much that really. You know, such a, you know, young and vulnerable age, how much that, you know, takes a line side. But, I mean, and same at this part. age, too, you think you're invincible. Mm-hmm. Until something happens to you, you think you're invincible, that things happen to everybody but you. Right. But going back to his time at Crespi Carmelette High, 
He was bullied by other students, including an incident that involved his head getting taped into his desk while he was asleep. And according to his manifesto, quote unquote, they teased me because I was scared of girls calling me names like faggot. People also like to steal my belongings and run away in an attempt to get me to chase after them. And I did chase after them in a furious rage, but I was so little and weak that they thought it was comical. I hated everyone in that school so much. It got to a point where I had to wait in a quiet colonel, corner, colonel, corner. Come on, it's in the morning. It's, it's in the morning I'm fucking these up. I had to wait in a quiet corner for the hallways to clear before I could walk to class. I also took long routes around the school to avoid bullies. My parents began to consider not letting me continue there after the ninth grade, which would eventually happen when he would get transferred to Taft High School in Woodland Hills, California. So, yeah, I mean... I see why, though, he acted out because, you know, again, bullying has been around since the day of time, but... Right. Bullying doesn't leave anymore. What we Where we grew up, bullying followed you home to the online, and it just wasn't a good see, thing. See, that's the thing, because, you know, like I said, he's only a year older than us. So, yeah. you're com- we're, you, you, we're coming of age at a time where, again, you're right... MySpace is coming along and Facebook and that bullying would, would at times in the in the 70s and the 80s and even part of the early 90s where it just stayed at school. Now it's coming yeah. with the internet and cyberbullying, it just ramps it up. Humans haven't evolved as quick as this technology boom has in the past 20 years. So that plays a big issue, too, that, you know, he can't, he's not, like you were saying, he's not big enough, he's not strong enough to beat him up, but what he does have is what we'll explain later in this story. Um, But Roger did have a YouTube account and a blog titled Elliot Rogers Official Blog both of which contain posts expressing loneliness and rejection. And right there, if you're posting that online, I think his parents should have really looked into... Um, I mean, that's a, cry, like, that's a cry for help. It is. It really is. He really is looking out for help. And he even writes that he'd been prescribed uh, risperidone, uh, but refused to take it, stating... After researching this medication, I found that it was the absolute worst thing for me to take. And honestly, like, I take medicine too, and I've been taking it since high school, and it's honestly saved my life. So Mm -hmm. I'm an advocate for medicine. Um, But after turning 18, Roger began rejecting the whole mental health care. And the worst part was his family kept providing it for him. And he became increasingly isolated, and he said he was unable to make friends, although acquaintances said that he rebuffed their attempts to be friendly. Um, So at this point in his life, he doesn't want to change, and he wants to isolate himself, even now that people are being kind to him. And so Roger moves to Isla Vista, California, and takes Santa Barbara City uh, College courses. In his manifesto, he said that he actually dropped out of all of his classes in February 2012. The school said he was no longer taking any classes, and with turning into an adult, Roger begins to really act out his manifestations. Slowly, but surely, in July 2011, Roger followed a couple he was jealous of out of Starbucks in nearby Galata, California, and threw coffee on them. First off, bitch, if you're going to come outside with me, you're fighting. That's fighting words. 
we we gonna square up is what's yeah, gonna happen. You, you don't if I, you, if you I throw coffee you on me, I'm gonna kick your ass. It's something about the uh, pumpkin spice latte in a can. You do not. Fuck it must be it. what it must be in the pumpkin spice. Um, but according to Roger's account, this is why he got so angry. I saw a young couple standing in line. The two of them were kissing kissing pass- passionately. Oh my god. And the boy looked like a stupid, obnoxious punk, and he was tall and wore baggy pants. The girl was a pretty blonde. They looked like they were in throes of passionate sexual attraction to each other, rubbing their bodies together and tongue-kissing in front of everyone. I was absolutely livid with this envious hatred. So he was really just jealous. Mm. He wanted. He just wanted to be loved. That's all he wanted. And... Uh, when they left the store, I followed them to their car and splashed my coffee all over them. The boy yelled at me, and I quickly ran away in fear. Bitch, I'm going to fight you. I'm going to kick uh, your and, ass. And I'm looking. I, I'm. And, and here's a, I'm looking at you right now, and I'm just looking like you are getting red. And it's not because it's seven degrees and shit, but it's just like <sighs> you are getting legitimately pissed. And no. I was like, and I remember when I was doing the notes, and I was like, man, I know cameras going. She sees this, and we're going to talk. It's going to be a good chance that, <laughs> boy. I mean, here's the thing: is like maybe because I can see these two lovey-dovey people being Adam and I, because we're always all over each other. Mm-hmm. But like, yo, just be like, ew, gross, get a room. And I would say, ew, gross, just don't look, you know? Um, but if you come out and, and try to assault me with a coffee, I'm going to show you what assault looks like. Sorry, Mom, please don't be listening to this. <laughs> um, but uh, don't, like, I understand your hatred. And he's just envious. He's just envious. Yeah. And at this point, he doesn't want to make an effort towards people. He's already got it in his head that he's got a hatred for he's got a hatred towards love not women and that's what makes me mad mm-hmm. that he takes it out of women because they're uh, not giving it all anyways it. yeah anyways and he was a little bitch too because all he did was panic and got in his car and drove off and he claimed roger claimed he was shaking with rage field excitement is it because he got away and didn't get his ass kicked mm-hmm. and uh this kid, this motherfucker, drove all the way to Vons at Fairview Plaza and spent three hours in his car, trying to contain his tumultuous emotions. And, and what he said is he never struck gratification for doing so. I hated them so much. Even though I splashed them with my coffee, he's still the winner. He's going home to have passionate and heavenly sex with his beautiful girlfriend. And I'm going home to my lonely room to sleep alone in my lonely bed. Okay. I'm so, I'm just getting so angry about this. I get it. You're lonely and stuff, but like, it's not just about you. Mm-hmm. It's not just about you. What the, what the fuck did this couple do today? They're, they're showing, okay, public displays of affection. Okay, they're in love. And that's their crime? No. Like, come on, come yeah. the fuck on. And again, there is no, and I, it just makes me so mad because... He's literally sitting there. He got jealous. He got jealous, yeah. and he made a scene about it. Mm-hmm. And the worst part is, it's all, and he, he, he he's low-key low blaming the girl, but, like, wishes he was that guy. Mm-hmm. But then, if, and it just, if, if that incident doesn't get you, then that doesn't make you certain super sane, and catch this one. In a later incident, 
which actually occurred on Roger's first week of college. He splashed his latte again, this time on two girls sitting at a bus stop in Isla Vista. Why, you ask? Well, as Roger recounts, quote-unquote, I saw two hot blonde girls waiting at the bus stop. I was dressed in one of my nice shirts, so I looked at them and smiled. They looked at me but didn't even begin to smile back. They looked away as if I was just a fool. As I drove away, I became very infuriated. It was such an insult. This was the way all girls treated me, and I was sick and tired of it. In a rage, I made a U-turn, pulled to their bus stop, and splashed my Starbucks latte all over them. I felt feeling a little spiteful satisfaction as I saw it stain their jeans. I then quickly speeded away before they can catch my license plate number. How dare those girls snub me in such a fashion, he later goes on to say. How dare they insult me so? I raged to myself repeatedly. They deserved the punishment I gave them. It was such a pity that my latte wasn't hot enough to burn them. them those girls deserved to be dumped in boiling water for the crime of not giving me the attention and adoration I so rightfully deserve. And I mean, because, look. Because that, we don't have to. Because we don't fucking have to. Because we are not your property. We are not in the 19, 1970s. Oh my God. We are in the 1700s. Okay? This is what drives me crazy. And so I mean, just people... reading that, and as a male, and, and like I said, and I, again, I, I kind of bring a very unique perspective into this because I have been, if you know me, anybody who's listening to this who knows me, knows that, you know, I have had a history of having terrible, terrible relationship problems. I guess it's an endearing quality, a trademark of mine, if you will. And I mean... It's that said, it's so disturbing that you know a woman could get you know risk with assault, and as we're going to get into it, you know, in murder, you see cases where women get murdered because they reject someone. This is literally what we have to go through on a daily basis, and this is what makes me so mad because mm -hmm. people sit there and say, you know, I'm all for this feminist movement, right. but like. It's, it's so much deeper than, oh, we deserve, you know, equal pay. We deserve to not be hollered at. No, we deserve to not be someone's property. People continuously think of that we're someone's property or that we have to respond to someone. Mm -hmm. We don't have to do shit for you exactly. guys. So you need to just calm down. And, and it's not like you guys would do it. If we did it to you guys and you right. didn't smile back, we would be look like the psychos if we came back and poured a drink on you. Exactly. Um, and, and you know the crazy thing is before 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 you before you rage again, and I guess kind of like make it a little more more personal. Like around this same time, folks, believe it or not, I was actually pursuing my said co-host. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I was pursuing my co-host, and it obviously it didn't work out. And look, five years later, she is one of my best friends in the world. I can't wait when this right. motherfucker gets a ring on her finger. Like it's just, you know, it, it it just why the hell does it have to matriculate to? Oh, I'm going to pour a pumpkin latte because they didn't look at me because they didn't give me attention. Like and that's, what the fuck? And that's another thing women have to go through. Like I, it frustrates me because. Uh, uh, just coming from like a woman's standpoint 
because we're women and we want we want to be your friends. We're not trying to all like have sex with every guy we talk to. So stop thinking that you have to be friend zoned mm-hmm. because we're just trying to be your friend. You'd be friends with any other dude. Why can't we be friends? Exactly. We don't have to like. We don't have to like you. Right. We don't have to. All right, let me rephrase this. We don't have to love you or have a attraction to you like that. Mm-hmm. We want to be your friends. So what's wrong with that? And 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 that's the funny thing, like. Uh, and I was just thinking about it when I was um, when I was looking over the, the notes last night, and it's, it's it's crazy as it sounds. We are, and I'm talking about me and you. We have become a hell of a lot much more better friends now right. as it posed to five years ago. And I mean, that's just like as crazy as it sounds. Exactly, exactly. And it's like too, like if a woman pursued a guy and he wasn't interested, mm-hmm. if she did any shit like that. Oh my god! Like just because someone's not sexually attracted to you doesn't mean you guys can't be friends. Exactly, exactly. And I just, ah! man, I'm glad he didn't go to UIS. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> but during this time, though, uh, a family friend, Dale Lawner, took it upon himself to take Roger under his wing on approaching and befriending women. So that's awesome that somebody finally helped him out, and. Roger didn't exactly follow the advice. In fact, Roger stated, my brief friendship friendship with Dale would, however, spark a few more interesting email conversations where I confide to him about how cruel I think women are by nature. He'd only be amused by this. Of course he'd be amused. Women are never cruel to him. They give him sex and love all of his life. I bet you more women have rejected him than mm-hmm. more women have slept with him. Exactly. So. So he needs to calm down and stop looking at such, like, and I'm the worst person to talk about this because I always look at negative things, but, like, stop. Stop it. Enough. My mom, don't make my mom, my Rhonda come out. Enough. You're done. I'm thinking Rhonda Rousey when you said that. Get off the pity pot and go, go buy a hooker. Go to a strip club. Go do go do something a normal. We don't we want to do have a, we don't advocate the good listeners to to impart in legal activities now. But uh, <laughs> I mean, watch anyways, the porn no. for God's sakes. Legal. <laughs> R- no R. Kelly. Don't shit. even have to be legal. Women will give you attention if you give them money yeah, for okay. enough for sexual favors. Go do that. I don't care. Don't blame women for the fact that you're a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. But in a BBC editorial. Uh, he wrote, in 2014, Lawner said, I first met Roger when he was aged eight or nine, and I could see then that there was something wrong with him. I'm not a psychologist, but looking back now, he strikes me as someone who is broken from the moment of conception. You were hoping that inside that, there was a normal kid wanting to come out, that he would overcome his shyness and bloom in some way. But what became evident only after reading the manifesto and watching that video was that he actually was hiding this horribly twisted little monster. And that makes it all completely different if his, you know, family friend said he's always been like this. Mm-hmm. Then he had no chance. He had no chance to ever change. And that's my whole theory on, you know, human evolution. Like, I have this evolution that... Mm-hmm. And I guess, you know, and my bad to, before you get oh, on... Go on, go on. Before no, you no, get no, on no, Lieutenant Joe Kinder on me... Um, <laughs> It's one thing to to have, okay, to 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 be bullied, and I mean that's no by any means we're not we're not uh, condoning it, but then you see from his words that he, I mean, he's narcissistic. 
Mm-hmm. He's talking about how dare they and I'm superior in this. And I'm telling you, I read I read the manifesto, so you didn't have to because there this is just the stuff that I could show, like that didn't just I, make if I read me. that read that manifesto, I honestly would have gone to wherever he was and just kicked his ass. You wanna You'd see a bitch ass girl? But but like uh it's it's just like this like the the words, the rhetoric in it. It's just so fucking disturbing, and it's just, it reeks of entitlement, and it reeks of toxic masculinity in the most horrid sense, and I'm not saying this as a social justice warrior, I'm just saying this is just a fucking regular person who has fucking common sense. It's just like, and it, and, and I get as, oh boy, and I have to get back on camp because the call dropped, and I might as well just get on this tangent while I get her back on it makes no sense. Okay, we get, you know, we live in this uh, era where um, we, we live in an era where we play so much, and that is the ring, and then we got Cam back on. But we live in this God era where I was getting on a tangent, and I'm just rambling for 20 seconds. But we get to live in an era where this social, you know, proprieties where we based, okay, what the media or what society tells us okay we should have a relationship or somebody should look a certain way or mm-hmm. like, and that's and, what we're going and that's what now. we place our happiness on that's what we placate you know our goals and our ideals and that is just so fucking jaded and it's so like i for the life of me and then you know what and that's the thing i am as guilty as anyone of that I'll be the first to admit it, but that said, it's just one of those things where, you know, something just goes my way and they become public enemy number one, or it just becomes this incense rage. That's just something I can't, you know, in good faith, I can never, you know, allow myself to get in that kind of mode. How dare you blame all women for the ones you've only pursued? Mm-hmm. And not not all women are the same. We were all raised differently. We were all... You know, grew up. Di- we all grew up differently. So don't you ever put us all in one one area. We're all different. Except the only thing we have in common is that no offense, we're stronger than you men. We have babies, but um, well, try getting kicked in the dick. But <laughs> try having a baby. <laughs> you know, I actually saw those videos where they like they have like the simulations. Yeah, and, uh, you should try one of those. Let me know how it works. Fuck no. Um, so, <laughs> no, 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 I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm, I'm okay with getting Yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. Woman is wrong. But uh, <laughs> we then get to July 10th, 2013. And this is a very pivotal point in Roger's uh, psyche. Wow. As fucked up as it already is, it really goes into overdrive. So he's at this party in Isla Vista, and he spots a girl talking to a guy. And again, it feels him a rage, but... Because the girl was blonde and white, and the guy was, in his words, full-blooded Asian. Now, what makes that significant is that Roger felt inferior because of his mixed ancestry. Um, as we said before, he his father was a British filmmaker, and his mother was mixed with Malaysian and Chinese descent. So he said, quote-unquote... <laughs> How could an ugly Asian attract the attention of a white girl? Because a beautiful Eurasian like myself never had any attention from them, I thought with rage, he said. 
The rage propelled him to lash out at the two, aided by liquor courage, but the man and the woman just disregarded him. So then he spots a group of girls, insulted them, but to their credit, and rightfully so, they stood up to them for themselves. And the thanks they got is that, quote-unquote, I pushed, tried to shove the girls over a 10-foot ledge. I will repeat that again for you, Cam. I tried to shove the girls over a 10-foot ledge. I would have I would have turned and, what oh my God. in the mother fuck did I just read? read? Why? Okay, so this all stemmed from because a girl was talking to a guy. So you got angry over that because it wasn't you. Mm-hmm. I don't see you trying to pursue anyone. I see you standing in the corner like a little bitch. Yeah. Yeah, this is so. Just... How dare you not only go after them, go after women who have no connection with you mm-hmm. whatsoever. Exactly. But, however, as as this instant uh, later goes out, a group of guys sees this and they instead throw Rogers over the head. So, thank you, men. And he said that he Ooh. felt a snap in his ankle falling by a stinging pain and tried to get away from there as fast as he could. And realizing that he left his Gucci sunglasses at the party. And that just getting talks to you about, he said he went well, when he was in the bus stop and he's talking about his clothes, his designer clothes. Why is he wearing Gucci? Gucci? He's so all he against it. Impress. That's the one impress people. You want to impress, oh, they're finally going to like me. Not what's inside, but what's outside. And again, it speaks to the whole societal uh, importance of just vanity and materialistic goods. And I mean, that's just a jaded and flawed way of thinking when you're trying to, if your mindset of trying to, you know, pursue happiness and love and, you know, want to be accepted. Just, you should never. You need to mm-hmm. create happiness for yourself before other people. Because exactly. if you don't, you're never going to find the right person, and you're never going to find what you're looking for. If I had a nickel for every time I've heard that, I'd be able to get on the CTA. Um, but real again. <laughs> Realizing that he left his Gucci sunglasses at the party, Roger returned to retrieve them, but the same people he had tangled with before began mocking him and calling him names and dragged him to the driveway to beat his ass. Yeah, I would too. So one of Roger's neighbors said that he saw Roger come home crying and said that Roger claimed that he was going to kill the men involved and kill himself. And Roger told investigating officers that he had been assaulted, but they determined that he had might have been the aggressor. And no, he was. There isn't might have been. He was. But here's the here's the here's the just to make it even more ridiculous, just to give you an even more <clears throat> fucked up point of view that this guy possesses. Rogers goes on to write in a manifesto that the worst part of this whole ordeal was not getting beat up. Oh no. It was the fact that no one, particularly women, showed any concern. Quote, unquote, there was only one group who helped me to end the deplaya, where it was at. But after that, they abandoned me. Not one girl offered to help me as I stumbled home with a broken leg, beaten and bloody. If girls had been attracted to me, 
they would have offered to walk me to my room and take No, we wouldn't. Not when you just attacked us. Why would we ever want to help you after you just attacked us try to throw us over a ledge? Fuck yourself. You see, it's motherfuckers like that who gives hopeless romantics or ex-hopeless romantics, as I call myself, like me, just a bad, bad name. And it's just like, uh... Here he is again thinking, thinking that he deserves... To have a woman by his side. We're not damsels in distresses, so stop it. We're mm-hmm. not your property, and if you attack us, why would we help you home? Exactly. You deserve to stumble home. Exactly. So so at this point, this put Roger over the ed- edge Start form- and started to formulate plans to carry out this attack. Uh, Quote-unquote from his manifesto, my first act of preparation was the purchase of my first handgun. I did this quickly and hastily at a local gun shop called Galetta's Gun and Supply. I had already done some research on handguns, and I decided to purchase the Glock 34 semi-automatic pistol. And Someone who should and, never have had a gun. And, and we'll get into that. An efficient and highly accurate gun. I signed all the papers and was told that my pickup day was in mid-December. And that fell in nicely because that's when I was beginning to plan on staying in Santa Barbara till his day of retribution. So after a period of start and stop pushes on going ahead with this plan, Roger picks to what he will call his day of retribution to the spring of 2014. So now we get into 2014 and by January, Roger is living at an apartment in Issa Vista with two roommates, Chang Wan Hong and Weehan Wang. And the relationship is tumultuous at best, with Rogers hating the two because of other things, their race, and that they were described, as he said, were nerds. So, I mean, you would think in this social caste system that, okay, I hate the popular people and there's all this stuff, that he would at least identify with nerds, but no, he just hates everybody, and he just feels yeah, this inferiority. Yeah, I was going to say, he doesn't just hate women, he yeah. hates everybody. He hates everybody. everybody. So, I mean, just, oh, man. This guy should have never had access to a gun in the first place, and yeah. he should not take his hatred on everybody else. It's just one of those things that, that um, when he, it, it, it really kind of, uh, alarmed me with the quote I did this quickly and hastily and I mean again you're still you're you're only a co- you're a year removed from you're two years removed from Sandy Hook at that point you're literally so he's already got an idea of what he can do mm-hmm. you're literally months removed from the shooting in Colorado and by that point you know, the debate on gun control is really kicked in a high gear. And, 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 and one of the most logical questions is how can somebody get a gun that quickly? And understand, you know, you uh, the, the, the obvious reasons, oh, I want to protect and uh, my right to, to bear arms and all that. Okay, I get shit, it. Your but... Second Amendment's killing, killing a lot of people mm-hmm. right now. Exactly. Rogers should never have been but, but but a semi-automatic again what do you need a semi-automatic can't get a snub 38 just protect yourself uh, and i mean not saying that he was going again he's going to get this stuff for because he's planning out a massacre so the fact that he's able to you know it's just very it's just again shows you how flawed the system was and we're going to talk about legislation you know in the aftermath that you know is trying to to, I guess, streamline or 
what have you, delay these these things. But yeah, so back to Rogers and his roommates, and he hated them so much that he ended up calling a form a citizen arrest on one of his roommates because he accused Chang Hong of stealing his candles. His candles. So again, he performed a citizen arrest and called 911, and the roommate was charged with petty theft and pleaded guilty to the charge. So, I mean... Come on. (laughs) Like, Jesus Christ, man. But by the end of April, Roger's parents see his blogs and YouTube videos, which, mind you, how have you not seen these beforehand? Mm-hmm. How, are you, how are you just now seeing these? And this is when they find out that something's up with Rogers. So much so that they contacted the, the police. So just think about this. The parents' plea works off. And the cops do a welfare check. But here's the kicker. The officers who interviewed him at his apartment would have found the weapons if they conducted a search of his bedroom. And it really makes you wonder what could have been prevented that uh, if they conducted the search correctly. And I, I don't know, maybe if they needed to obtain a warrant for the bedroom, but if it doesn't stop campus police to search your townhouse and your bedroom and anything else, that's neither fish or fowl. So, <laughs> but regardless, oop, go on. No, no, you go, you go, you go. But regardless, Rogers senses that this is the time of essence, and he began his day of retribution at his apartment on May 23rd, 2014, by not only stabbing his two roommates, he also stabbed their friend George Chen. Wang suffered a total of 15 stab wounds and 23 incision wounds to the head, neck, chest, back, and both arms and hands. That is a whole lot of hatred. That's hatred right there. That is fucking hatred. And it it just kind of, it distresses me, I guess, to go back to the welfare check. It's distressing to know, like, look, if, if that was my black ass that they had a welfare check on me, they're checking everything. They're checking the bedroom. They're checking the toilet. Hell, the t- spread your butt cheeks, as Dave Chappelle would say. <laughs> they are checking everything. If they just check this motherfucker's bedroom, we wouldn't be talking about this today. Exactly. We would not be talking about this. A good chance. And it sucks, too, because, like, you may have not liked the roommates, but they didn't deserve to die either. No. Which is bullshit. Which in the way they killed them too, which is complete bullshit because Hong suffered twenty five stab wounds and twelve incision wounds to the head, neck, chest, and back, along with his arms. So that's terrible. But here's the worst part. Chen, who is just the friend of them, suffered ninety four stab wounds. Ninety four. What the so fuck? he probably ninety four stab wounds. What did he what did he do? For everyone, for, for him to get that much. Oh. What did he do deserve to die? None of them deserved it. No, but I mean, it's just like the brutality. It, it, it And it's just like what we were talking about last week with Richard Speck. I mean, the, the, the amount of hatred you have to have within just to not even form a, And general. this was months. This was months and built, no, years, decades. Up. This guy had 
has a hatred towards everybody, not mm-hmm. just women. And that's what right. makes me so mad is he keeps saying and I think women, women. Fail no, no, no. This is something that's more, you know, it, 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 it's much more than that. You're exactly right. It's not just women. It's literally everyone who didn't give you the time of day you wanted. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So the bodies Wang and Hong were found in their bedroom, whereas Chen's body was located in the bathroom. Each man was ambushed and attacked as they entered the apartment separately. And from the faint blood spatter found by the door, forensic investigators determined that Roger attempted to clean up the crime scene. So after leaving the apartment, Rogers went to a nearby Starbucks to regroup. Oh, fuck that fucking Starbucks. And went back to his car, drove Damn, the parking lot. Damn, he loves the Starbucks as much as any of us. Oh, man. I'm loving them Starbucks. I just go there so I can charge up my phone. But went back <laughs> to his car, drove the parking lot of his apartment building at about 8.30 p.m., and he uploaded the infamous retribution video. Uh, and I, like again, I remember when that came out and when, like when all this... Just kind of came out, and it's like, you know, hell, even SVU did an episode on it. So that's just tell you something. And I remember I'm looking at this, and I am just, my jaw is just dropped. And my sister came in, and, and jokingly, because of my relationship problems, and she's like, well, how, I hope that you don't do that. And she's chuckling, and I was like, oh, oh. I was like, wow. You know, it, <laughs> You'll be the first one to go. You know, yeah, yeah, right? But it was just, it really, again, and for somebody who has gone through relationship problems left in day, I never thought that any it could it could it could go to that point where somebody has to get to that. It just And again, he's relating it all back to women. Yeah. Just he pretty much the retribution video is the abstract of his manifesto. And mind you, this guy is recording this after he murdered three innocent people. And he states, this is my last video. It all has to come to this. Tomorrow is the day of retribution, the day in which I will have my revenge against humanity, against all of you. For the last eight years of my life, ever since I hit puberty, I've been forced to endure an existence of loneliness, rejection, and unfulfilled desires, all because girls have never been attracted to me. Go find a hooker. Get out of my face. Mm -hmm. If girls gave their affection, sex, and love to me, but never, all right, girls always gave their affection and sex and love to other men, but never me. I don't care. If you're acting like this, get out of my face. I'm 22 years old and I'm still a virgin. I've never even kissed a girl. I've been through college for two and a half years and more than that, actually, and I'm still a virgin. It has been very torturous. That's it? You're a virgin? That's, that's what's destroying you inside? College is the time when everyone experiences those things such as sex and fun and pleasure. Within those years, I've had a, to rot in loneliness. It's not fair. You girls have never been attracted to me. I don't know why you girls aren't attracted to me. Well, when you guys try to push us over a ledge, it's not right. happening. You could be the and, most attractive poor, guy in the and room. And poor fucking latte because they didn't look at you. If You, you could have been the most attractive guy in the room, but if you try to push me over a ledge or pour a latte on me, uh-uh, I'm never giving you that time of day again after I throw you over the ledge. So... Um, but he goes on about how girls have never been attracted to him. And pretty much he just states, I will punish you all for it. It's an injustice, a crime, because I don't know what you don't see in me. I'm the perfect guy, and yet you throw yourselves at the 
these obnoxious men instead of me, the supreme gentleman. This guy sounds like a psychopath. Yeah. The supreme gentleman. How dare you think that women have to be attracted to you? How dare you think that since you don't have the time, since you didn't get your way, women have to suffer? Mm-hmm. How dare you? How dare you? Yeah. Uh, uh, you More true words have never been said by you on this podcast, especially in this regard. And it's just, just like, again, it's... Uh, I... I would hate to be a woman in this day and age, and that, and because of things like this, and you feel pressured, like, oh. But here's the worst part: it's been like this for us, our, since women' time of existence. Mm-hmm. Women have always been property. Women have always been less than men. How long did it take till we got the right to vote? And 19, people are worried about nineteen nineteen. So people, it took it took um, about. Uh, 143 years after the Declaration of Independence for women to get Okay, right to how, how long did it take after they had the Second Amendment to bear arms? People care more about bearing arms when I than women's safety. I Not got, in general, but in this in this bullshit that's going on. Women have suffered so much for so long and here we are still less than less this, is, than, this is five years ago. This was less than five years ago. This isn't from the oh, okay. birthday and age. Okay, lagged. You, you lagged on me for a second. There you back. Um, um, this isn't from the 1800s, 1700s. This is now. This is today. This is still going on. And this is what frustrates me because it's not like women even have the right over their own body anymore because of this mm. whole abortion law going around. And it's frustrating because we're not property. We're humans. We're human beings. Mm-hmm. We have rights. We we have things we want to do in our life. We have the same thought processes you men do. So fuck off. Exactly. And, and uh, yeah, I'll I'll save I'll save my as Jerry's final thoughts and Jerry Springer. I'll save it for the end of it. But like, do I really want to expound on that? But um, again, so Rogers drove to the Alpha Phi sorority house. <clears throat> Uh, at the University of California, Santa Barbara campus, where he was originally a student. And he knocked on the sorority house door for a few minutes. And after no one answered, he pulled out his gun and started shooting at the first people he sees. And caught in the crosshairs is Catherine Brianne Cooper, Veronica Elizabeth Weiss, and Bianca DeClock. According to the Santa Barbara County Sheriff's Department's report, the cop recalled walking with her friends, Weiss and Cooper, when Roger, with, uh, driving his dark-colored vehicle, slowed down like he was going to park. The vehicle was traveling in the same direction that they were walking. The vehicle approached them from behind. <coughs> Had to cough. The clock looked at the vehicle and saw Roger in the driver's seat through the passenger side window. The window was rolled down and the clock didn't see any other occupants in the vehicle. As the vehicle slowed down, the clock heard numerous gunshots and felt pain due to being hit by the gunfire. The clock and her friends, Cooper and Weiss, fell to the ground. And while Bianca the clock survived, or it's the clock, or not the clock, Alex, damn it. While she survived, Weiss and Cooper died. And Cooper was shot eight times, including one to the left side of the head. And Weiss was shot seven times. After shooting Weiss, Cooper, and DeCock, Roger turned westbound and on Singovia Road, southbound on Embar- 
Cadario Del Mar and westbound on uh, Pardell Road. On that route, Roger fired one round into a coffee collaborative as he drove eastbound on Paradell Road. The business was closed and unoccupied, thank God. And when the shooting occurred, and being that, there weren't any injuries, thank God. Roger continued driving eastbound toward the IV Deli Mart. Jessica, Castin- or Jessica Castaneda was with a group of friends, including Christopher Michaels Martinez. They were standing near a post outside the Ivy Deli. She heard a loud noise, most likely the gunshot into the coffee collaborative, but she initially thought it was fireworks because she really wasn't familiar with the gunshot sound, which mind you, since I've lived here, I thought fireworks were going off in the city and I found out recently they were gunshots. (laughs) Welcome to my world. Well, that's new. Yeah, like they was just, I was coming outside and I heard guys like and you knew, I heard thought it was fireworks. So I go like they're shooting. Better go better go back in. But um, yeah. So Castaneda uh thought that the noise had sounded like a gunshot and encouraged everyone to go inside into the Delhi Mart for safety. And everyone filed into the Delhi Mart, and Christopher Michaels Martinez followed behind her. And as they entered, Castaneda felt something bounce off her back. She later determined that it was Michael Martinez's hand, which struck her back, confirmed by the Delhi Mark uh, video surveillance. And Castaneda estimated that approximately six shots were fired into the Delhi Mark. And those uh, surveillance cameras recorded Roger's vehicle approaching the front of the store as it traveled eastbound on Pardell Road. And several people began to quickly file in the store through the front doors as if they were reacting to hearing gunfire. And Michael Martinez was at the threshold of the front door when he turned to look at Roger's vehicle as it was directly in front of him to his north. And as soon as Michael Martinez turned and looked towards the street, he was struck by the gunfire, shot in the chest, and died. Right there. Oh, no. That's terrifying. That's... That's terrible. Turning north on Camino del Sur, Roger shot and wounded three more people at Sabado Tarde and also struck a skateboarder and two bicyclists with his car. So turning at the intersection with with Camino uh, Pescadero on Sabado Tarde near Little Acorn Park, he again exchanged gunfire. This time with three sheriff's deputies and was shot in the left hip. So eventually he was pursued by police. He turned south a second time on El M. Picardero. Then west again on Del Playa, he struck another bicyclist, then crashed on the north sidewalk just east of the intersection of Del Playa, Del Playa and uh, Camino Pesquero. And by 9.35 p.m., police got the upper hand and then they uh, converged on Roger's car. But... At this time, they found Rogers was already dead from a self-inflicted gunshot wound, like a fucking child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, no surprise when when you talk about somebody who okay, he poured the latte and he ran from the couple, and when he poured the latte from uh, at the girls' the bus stop, and he drove again like a coward. He took it, it, as you know anything. He took the fucking coward's way out. He is a coward. He's been a coward his whole life. Mm-hmm. He's never stood up for himself. He's blamed everyone for his issues, self-injustice. He's never taken his his own feelings 
and never have blamed himself. He's never done anything to change the way he feels. Fuck this guy. Yeah. With, with, with a rusty with a rusty fishing pole. Um, 14, again, in all, again, six people were killed, 14 other people were injured, seven from gunshot wounds, and seven by blunt trauma sustained. Uh, when Roger struck him with his vehicle. And 11 of the injured were taken to hospitals. Seven were uh, sent to Santa Barbara Cottage Hospital. Two were admitted in serious condition, one in fair condition. Two others were in good condition. One patient was released that very same day. And remaining four were taken to Galetta Valley College Hospital, where they eventually were all treated and survived their injuries. And on September 30th, 2014, only about what, three, four months uh, after the, uh, the I can't say anything, it's a terroristic attack. That's what the fuck it is. California legislators passed a red flag law to enable a person to ask a judge to have guns seized from a family member who they feel is a danger to themselves or to others. The gun owner will have an opportunity to contest the seizure. Gun rights groups, including the oh, ever so impetuous National Rifle Association, opposed the legislation, citing that uh, did I say National Rifle Association? Yeah, I did. I thought I said National Rifle Legislation, idiot. But National NRA opposed the legislation, saying that the rights of regular gun owners may be put in jeopardy due to a misunderstanding. The gun law went into effect 2016. So, I mean, that's going back to, again, the, uh, the welfare check. And he should have never had access to yeah, a gun in And, I mean, again, there's just a lot of talking points that yeah. And two, I'm actually more frustrated. I mean, I understand once you're 18, you, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. But I'm shocked that he wasn't diagnosed with something deeper because there was something wrong with him. And the fact that doctors just didn't even look into that is an issue. And maybe it was his family. I was like, oh, no, we're just mm -hmm. going to go with whatever they say. But, like... When I got diagnosed with all my things, I went to like three or four doctors. I heard my mom tell some of the right. doctors that they were liars. Like mm -hmm. the fact that they didn't pursue to see what was wrong with him or effectively help him makes me mad. The fact that he had access to getting a gun while all he was posting all these things on YouTube. Nobody yeah. looked up YouTube and and no, by the time, and that's the thing. By the time he went viral, it it was too late. You know, yeah. he's in the midst of, you know, he's already killed three people at this point, and he would have killed dozens of more. You know, if he had the means and opportunity, he had the means and opportunity to do it and motive. So, I mean, it would have been six. Six is a uh, atrocious number. One is. This is atrocious enough. But then six innocent people who did nothing to this motherfucker. And That's, their lives. And none of them. It's, it's just. It's just. It's frustrates me because there's so many times this could have been in, uh, in the mental health community didn't do it. The His own parents didn't even look up on him. How do you mm -hmm. not know he's got a, a YouTube account? Right. No, they did. Well, uh, uh, near the end, because they were the ones who 
talked to the, who reached out to the police and was like, hey, you know, these videos are very disturbing. Can you do a welfare check? Now, uh, if but they, that was that's the, if they knew, and that's, yeah, you're right, because it was only three weeks before it happened, you know, the, um, the rampage happened, but had they, they, they had to have known that he was carrying or he was armed. Now, if they knew mm-hmm. that and they weren't, you know, as forthcoming, then oh yeah, there's a lot more, you know, I feel couple but not culpability, but the uh, blame if there any is that okay, he could have could have did a lot of more in the throes of due diligence. But I mean Yeah, just, he never you had either. somebody who told him that you need to look in yourself, you need to blame yourself, you need to take your your thoughts and consideration before you do anything what happened to every action has an equal and op, like equal and greater like reaction what happened to telling kids that mm-hmm. yeah and i mean it's just from a lot of reasons you know gun control and mental health and i'm um, again you know when i again i was really late in terms of okay being diagnosed with you know anxiety disorder and, and, uh, manic depression. And, you know, I have to, you know, take meds. And this is one of those things is that, especially for an African American male, and there's a lot of, it's a pride factor and, or even when, you know, even just how it's looked upon in like depression and like, Oh, you just get over it. Ain't nothing wrong with you. And you kind of get as a male, standpoint too mm-hmm. and, and, and i just like well i i can tough it out and slowly but surely i you know i come to not say rely on the meds but like and i'm not saying that the meds are the end all be all because like i said i've you know i've had you know uh a few incidents where i've had you know panic attacks and anxiety attacks but i still be faithful i still have to be faithful to the meds because i mean yeah. it's mm-hmm. it it it, it I would be a hell of a lot worse off. Be a hell of a lot yeah, worse off without me. If, if I didn't have my medicine, I probably would not be kicking as well as I am. Mm-hmm. If, if that. Yeah. If at all. But then, and then when we go to the element of just this societal need to to be in a relationship and, and this... Uh, the, the the importance of just sex and and you know uh, gendered roles and I'm, Jesus I'm sounding like Hazel right now uh, it again I remember just it was just so distressing because you know I was again I was that guy who always felt it was me against the world when it came to relationships and oh girls only you know like a certain amount of guys but I mean it didn't it didn't affect my thinking of like, oh man, she's a she's a harlot or oh boy, that sounds so eighteen hundred. I'm gonna kill her. Yeah, it's just like one of those things. And I remember going back to us uh, around that, and that was the same time when I was pursuing you. And again, when that didn't work out, and you know, we had our little falling out, and we didn't talk for a while. But never once was it like, oh man, I'm gonna throw some lot. Like what the fuck? Like, it just, it just, you know, it's just one of those things. And I guess one of the best things that happened with us, you know, with having that falling out is that we came back together a couple of years, like three years after the fact, 
and like we are like the best of friends and to see and now her call had failed she'll be back again in a few minutes but you know to have that environment and like you know to see how she is happy with her guy and, and see is she coming back in and i mean look relation all relationships are not meant to be a romantic not it's platonic but it should not be okay if I and she's calling me right now as <laughs> Hold a second. And we got you, Cam. We got you, Cam. And we're about an hour ten in, so there ain't no fucking deleting from this shit. You there, Cam? There I am. Okay. So oh, I was just sorry, telling that was my bad. So I was telling them like so I was telling the good folks like you know, this was around the same time when I was pursuing you and things obviously didn't work out. And there was a time where we didn't talk for a while. But then, I mean, when we came back together and we did this podcast again, like to see you with Adam and like to see you like it's to see you guys so happy. Like that, yeah. I like fucking warms my heart, and I was just like, man. Even though it's not me, it's like she, you know. This I've never seen you like this, and that's like I know that's what everyone says. I'm like, thanks, guys. And I mean, if it like that's what you would want, you want that other person's happiness. You don't want to, you know, wish harm and oh. Because she didn't pick me. Like, that is just... If that's the case, you really didn't like the person in the first place. You just wanted... It was more of like, fuck me. Or, I just got to call a spade a spade. Yeah, and if you look at it too, though, like... Just because, like, let's say, like... You know, how you were pursuing me. It wasn't meant to be in that type no. of relationship. So, you can either we can never talk again, or we can start a damn podcast. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I mean, the best thing that could have ever happened to us. I know, and now we're best friends forever, and you're stuck with me forever. Oh, Jesus. And then when <laughs> when when I get married, you're going to have to come to my wedding. Well, and... not if it's in Colorado because of the uh, if it's in St. Louis, goddamn pal, you already know I'm there. But if it's Colorado okay. with all the elevated and and like uh, oh yeah yeah yeah, we wanted to get married in the mountains. Yeah, in the Meadowlands, that's New York. No, in the mountains. Oh, the turn. mountains. In the mountains. In the mountains. In the future. Can't just do it like. Can't just do it like City Hall or some shit like that. Like, no, 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 no. We're doing white people shit. <laughs> we're going to go. We're going to like rock climb up the side of the mountain, and you guys will be just kidding. Yeah, I'll, yeah. If it's Colorado, I'll just send you an expensive ass registry of like. Uh, <laughs> How about I just say, most of you guys have to uh, buy me something but bird. Mm -hmm. Just need you there. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I'll, just just getting answers so like that is the Elliot Rogers like case, and I mean, it's just again steeped in gun control, steeped in mental health and misogynistic and the societal importance of relationship and relationship and sex. And sometimes when we just rely so much on what society deems as important, you have depraved, fucked up people like him. Like Elliot Rogers, you have to, yeah, and you have to understand. Like, I don't know if it was because he uh, was born this way. Like, it's really hard to explain if he uh, was born this way or he grew into this. But like, you have to understand that 
you have to grow and learn with yourself and not everybody mm-hmm. has to give you their time of day. God damn, pal. You couldn't put it on the uh, money more than that. So, whew. Oh, man, this is just... Ah. Ah. Wow. It's been an intense, interesting... Yeah, uh, interesting one. I mean, you going off on the rails... Not even on the rails. You rightfully ranting. And, I mean... Wow, just like I said, it makes it it, it, can, it just can makes it hard for this motherfucker makes it hard for like not even for me, but like the hopeless romantics who just love the idea of love and say they don't have the best of luck and is they're going to you know they feel like they're entitled like if it doesn't happen to them then it it's just very disturbing what you know people think when things like this happen. I find it fascinating too, like because it is it's. It's, we're trying to go forward, but we're forgetting about all the things that are setting us as a society back. Yeah, right. We can't go forward if we don't address everything that has happened and everything that could happen. We're just kind of like trying to beat around the bush. Exactly, yeah. So, um, oh, and I see that you're you're back inside. I am. Doug wanted to go back inside, so oh, I'm back Ducky, inside. Ducky. So that's why the call <laughs> dropped. yeah. That, well, no, no, that was right before. Like, I don't know oh. why it dropped again. I was like, God damn it. Day Son game. Cardinals are day games to Sunday. That's right. That's right. Fucking bastards. But. <laughs> go, Cubs, go. Yeah, we finally won a game. Yeah. I'm finally happy. I can go to we sleep. Know. Hey, hey, we always. Huh? We always start slow. Start slowing and fuck shit up. Yeah, man, that is especially the last couple of years. But um, <laughs> exactly, we will be back at some point next week. Um, you can find if we can do this again. You can find Cam on Instacam six thirty on IG. You can no, no, you can find that's on on uh fuck Twitter. You can find. Uh, no, I just fucked that up. You can find her. You can find her on Twitter on I like stuff six thirty. You can find her on Instagram six thirty on IG and on Facebook. You can find her on Cam E Ren because she's just so fucking weird like that. Uh, <laughs> you won't find me unless we're friends. Exactly. But you can find Bird on Instagram at Bird underscore your underscore enthusiasm now if you can't spell your correctly you're not going to find him so do remember that (laughs) you can find birdman on facebook at his og name alex camp yes that's correct he's got a real name it's not birdman right and then finally thank you richard you can find what i said thank you richard speck i just feel so terrible calling myself birdman after that that's so i know now every time that happens i'm like and then Birdman Bird, uh, Birdman for America on Twitter. The Twitter. So again, guys, the, thank you so, so much. And um, again, we are without your guys' support, you know, none of this is possible. Um, we will be back next week. Uh, we don't know what the fuck we're going to be covering, but I'm sure it's going to be crazy. And um, it will be something. You guys will love it. Are we going to be road tripping again, or? Yes, we might be taking the DeLorean, though. We might be going back in time. So we'll keep you guys updated. Alrighty, guys. Uh, We'll catch your asses down the road. For Cam, this is Bird. This is Killinois. Be there.
there or be killed, bitches. Bitches. Two. Sweet.